0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Coffee with a friend is like capturing joy in a cup. Welcome to the Coffee with Jenny B podcast, hosted by Jenny B, a lover of all things coffee. Each week, Jenny will chat about connecting over coffee, what brings her joy, and everything in between. A lot can happen over coffee, so grab a cup, sit back, and enjoy. Now here's your host, Jenny B. Hello and welcome to the show. It's not you, it's me. That is such a common breakup line. It's one that... You as the person who is initiating the breakup is saying that to the other person because you want it to be a little more of a kinder breakup. You want to show some compassion to the other person because it doesn't matter what they've done or who they are or how much they've tried to change or you've decided that this person is not for you. and. Rather than blaming them or being mean and saying things that you might want to say, you know, such as, you know, you're such a jerk. You know, I hate the way that you hang out with your friends all the time. You always say mean things to me or whatever it is, whatever your reason for wanting to break up, it really doesn't matter. You've made your decision. And so by saying to the other person, it's not you, it's me. So, you are taking the fall, the blame, the whatever you want to call it, for ending that relationship. And you might even add a little bit more by saying, you know, you wouldn't be happy with me. I'm really too much. I'm really too busy. You're offering additional reasons why you feel that you need to break up. And of course, it's all about you. And whether you're sincere about what you're doing or not it doesn't matter you've made your decision and you're moving on now why am i talking about a breakup and you taking the onus on the decision to initiate that breakup well now imagine that there's a part of you that isn't treating you right you're saying mean things you're being a jerk, and you decide that one day you need to break up with this version of yourself. Now, it sounds a little crazy, and what is she talking about breaking up with ourselves? Well, when you think about some of the ways that you treat yourself, you know, I've covered the idea of saying affirmations. You know, we talked about the high five Habit by Mel Robbins. We talked about being kinder to ourselves. So instead of being mean to ourselves, you know, when you do something wrong or you make a mistake, we're quick to say, Oh, that was so stupid. I can't believe I did that. You know, I'm never going to learn. I'm never going to get it right. I'm always late. Everybody hates me. You get into these funks, these periods where you're quick to put yourself down. And in fact, I would almost argue that you are quicker to blame yourself before anybody else can do that. And sometimes you're either saying it to yourself, you know, like intra personal communication, where you are talking either verbally to yourself, or you're thinking it in your head, or you're saying it out loud with everybody listening, because you want to say it first before someone else does because in your mind it's like well if i say it then nobody else can say it or maybe they might say oh no 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 that's not true you know they might rush to your defense but regardless it's still how we view ourselves and sometimes when we get into those situations we tend to overthink what's going on and i know i've talked about that before where i overthink A situation. And it could be something as simple as I want to send a text to someone, and I'm trying to think of how can I send this text? What kind of information can I send them? And instead of worrying about what I need to send, I need to take a step back and say, well, what is it that I exactly need to tell them? And it could be as simply as simple as let's meet for lunch at 12 at McDonald's on Ellis perfect versus me agonizing about, you know, so, Hey, should we go to McDonald's or, you know, what day do you want to go? And, you know, so on and so forth, and then making it complicated for ourselves. And that's just a simple suggestion of going for lunch. That's a simple, where do we go and, you know, when and what time and, and all of that. But when we start to think about things that are a little bit more serious, perhaps a little bit more complicated. I used to work with a boss, and when I first started, she would walk around the office and sometimes she would rock right by my desk and she would have this look on her face and when you're either thinking deeply or you're upset about something, sometimes you get the the little furrow in your brow between your brows and She always had this look on her face, and to me, it always seemed that she was mad or angry or upset about something and of course instead of me asking her about it i assumed it was me <laughs> and i thought for the longest time that she's mad at me or i'm doing something wrong and you know she's not telling me for some reason and i was agonizing about this and i was stewing about it and it was driving me crazy until finally i was talking to my husband about it and he says we'll, we'll just talk to her just talk to her really So I did. I said, you know, I noticed that you walk around and you have this look on your face like you're upset or you're angry. And she says, oh, no, I I just like to walk around and think. That's my thinking face. That means that I am deep in thought about something that may be work related. Maybe I'm trying to resolve a problem. Maybe I'm coming up with solutions to something, or maybe I'm just thinking about where I'm going to go on vacation. And that was it. It had nothing to do with me. It had nothing to do with anything except something that was all her. And I spent all this time stewing about it, you know, overthinking. And I could have easily have solved it by simply asking her, hey, is everything okay? You know, is anything wrong? And to which she might have said, nope, nothing's wrong. Okay. And then I could have responded, well, if you... Need to talk to me about something, or if I'm doing something that needs your attention, please let me know. And that could have been the end of it. But what happens sometimes when we overthink and we stew about it? And then the more we stew about it, the more that we are ruminating and just replaying it over and over and over. And the more you think about it, the bigger you're making it, the bigger the problem. You're really exaggerating the situation. And then because you're overthinking, you're ruminating, you're now internalizing it. Now you're taking it inside and you you strongly believe that the other person, the other thing, the other whatever it is, is angry at you or upset or something's going on wrong and it's your fault. And then... What happens when you keep internalizing and you keep thinking it over and over and over and playing it in your head like some crazy dream is now you start spiraling. And when you think about spiraling about the tornado, the whirlwind, and all you're doing is you're going around and around and around and around, you know, like a hamster in a cage, you're out of control. You're you're just totally out of control. And you may be crying and you may be upset and you can't eat and you can't sleep and you can't think about anything except this thing that you've blown out of proportion in your mind. And now it's consumed your entire body. And what do you do? Like, what do you do? You're driving yourself crazy. And this happens more often than you realize. And I, I would probably bet that this happens to pretty much everybody And may have happened maybe once, and maybe it happens more often. And it doesn't matter how logical you are, how forthright you are, how honest you are, you still get in those situations where you make some assumptions. And we all know what assumptions mean. And for those that don't know, it's you're making an ass of yourself (laughs) when you assume. I know that that's not exactly what it is, but. Basically, that's what it is. You're projecting what you think the other person is thinking, what the other person might do. Now, unless you're a fortune teller, you can't predict the future. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know what's going to happen in the next 10 minutes. All you know is what's happening now. Now, you can also look in the past and think about patterns that might have happened Maybe there were similar situations or circumstances where you were going through something and you realized that you were blowing it out of proportion, you know, spiraling. And maybe by thinking about, okay, so that's what I did last time. And it ended up being nothing. And maybe I can stop myself. But the thing is, is that when you're in the middle of that spiraling that rumination that internalizing it's hard to get out you know when you think about a eye of the hurricane you know the hurricane is the the winds are whipping around you and if you get caught in those winds i mean tornadoes hurricanes it doesn't matter they just they blow everything in its path and if you happen to be in its path and you get blown away and they say that the eye so when when you're in the center you're somewhat protected but then you can't go anywhere because you step out and then you're going to get caught and so what do you do how can you first of all stop yourself before it gets crazy and second when it does get crazy what can you do to get out of it Hi, it's Jenny. We'll get back to the show in a moment. But first, I invite you to check out my website, coffeewithjennyb.ca. That's Jenny with a G, where you'll find all the links to my episodes. You'll also find a variety of coffee gifts available for purchase, including my branded bag of Red Door Coffee Beans from Harrison's Coffee Company. As well, you'll find a link to join the Winnipeg Coffee Community Facebook group. I'll also be posting info about upcoming coffee tours and coffee nights. So keep checking my website for updates. You can also follow me on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. Now let's get back to the show. I recently went through something very similar to that. No, I've been doing some overthinking in the past and you know, sometimes I ruminate about things and I normally don't get too crazy about what's going on. I mean, not super crazy, but a little crazy. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. But I remember going through a situation where not only was I overthinking, I was ruminating, I was internalizing, I was spiraling and projecting. So I was doing all of that and I didn't know what to do and I didn't know who to talk to. And it's like, how do, what do I do? And it was one of those situations where I tried to reach out to a couple of people. Nobody was, was responding. Nobody's going to respond at the drop of a hat. And I mean, I'm not going to say, Hey, I'm struggling. Can you get back to me? It's like, you know, Hey, are you home? Or, you know, you don't want to dump what's going on on them right away without them being prepared to perhaps help you. So I called my brother and I didn't call him right away. I sent him a text and I said, Hey, Ed, I'm going through some crazy stuff right now. You know, do you have time to talk? And then he called me and he's like, okay, what's going on? And I started to explain what I was going through and he listened and he was the one that said, well, you're projecting because you can't assume that you know what's going on and you are blowing it out of proportion, which, you know, in some ways I knew I was, but again. When you're caught in that kind of a situation, it's hard to understand, first of all, why you're doing it and why you need to get out of it because you're you're in the middle and you, you just have to ride the wave and and hopefully it ends very soon or you find a way of getting out of it. Anyway, so we were talking and I was explaining a little bit and the more he was talking to me and the more I was... You know, responding, I was calming down. I was coming away from the feeling of craziness. And he said to me, I'm going to send you a link to a book that he read. And he said, And I think this is really going to help you. And what he told me about was a book called Self Compassion The Proven Power of Being Kind to Yourself. And the author's name is Kristen Neff and ed was telling me that each chapter talks about the idea of self-compassion about being kinder to yourself to you know really do some deep dives into first of all why are you being mean to yourself you know that mean part of yourself why are you being judgmental that's part of it you know we we judge ourselves and in some ways we also judge others but it's also when our ego gets in the way you know so for instance if you are being rude or you're behaving in a way that isn't appropriate for whatever reason it's easy to blame the other person then to think about what is my role in this situation it's also thinking about when you want to help someone you want to do something for someone And you jump to do that without asking the person, do you need some help? Can I do this for you? Or maybe taking a step back and thinking for a moment, do I need to do anything in this moment? Does it have to do with me in any way? Do I even need to ask or say anything? And if the answer is no, then you take that step back. But what we tend to do is we we jump in we see a situation where somebody needs some help and we want to help you know we want to feel good about ourselves again that little bit of ego but also helping the other person and sometimes even if somebody's struggling they may say no you know i'm fine i'm good i'm alright and then if you push you're taking a chance that either they are grateful oh i'm so glad you helped me or they're annoyed with you and you're like, well, I just help you. Why are you mad at me? Well, because I didn't want your help. <laughs> I said I didn't want your help. And so we're making it even more difficult. But getting back to the book of self-compassion. So each chapter talks about a component of self-compassion and and what goes along with it. But then at the end of each chapter, there are exercises, there are questions that You need to answer for yourself. And it's really doing some deep dive into learning more about yourself. And when you think about what I said earlier about breaking up with that other part of ourselves, you can easily say whether you're addressing that version of yourself or you're addressing those whom you feel are mad at you you're again projecting and assuming that there's more to that than there is. So what you need to say, it's, it's not you, it's me. I need to think about why am I feeling this way? Why am I assuming that there's something going on? Why am I projecting that they are going to do something? They're going to say something when I have absolutely no idea what they're going to do. and nine times out of 10 they don't even know that you're feeling that way because they're not even thinking about you maybe in that instance and so you're stewing you're overthinking you're internalizing you're ruminating you're making you're making yourself go crazy over what could be nothing and it's usually nothing so i guess what i've learned from going through all of this and you know talking to my brother and reading the book, is that we do need to show ourselves compassion. When I talked about, you know, you breaking up with someone, you're showing them compassion by saying, it's not you, it's me. So why not show yourself that same compassion? Be kinder to yourself. Ask questions. Don't assume. Stop and think for a moment. Do I need to do anything In this moment? Do I need to say anything? And if the answer is no, then you step back. But if the answer is yes, then you ask. Then you have a conversation. And if the other person is annoyed by you doing something that they didn't want you to do, can you have that conversation by saying, You know, I'm sorry, I overstepped. Next time I'll ask. Next time, I'll do better. And that can go a long way into soothing those feelings, making some repairs to the relationship. Saying I'm sorry is a great way of being humble and acknowledging that you perhaps overstepped, that you were not behaving the way that you thought you should have or that it would have been more appropriate in that moment. I'll do better next time. That's a promise that you are making, not just to the other person, but that you are making that to yourself. I will do better. I will stop myself from overthinking. Or if I catch myself overthinking, taking that step back, pausing, what is going on here? Is there something that I need to step away from or ask a question, have a conversation? It's taking those moments for yourself. So until next time, think about being more compassionate to yourself, asking those questions, having those conversations, not assuming anything. And if you are in a process of Rumination, internalizing, spiraling, going out of control. Reach out to someone that you trust. Someone that can listen and help you understand what's going on. And I highly recommend you read Self-Compassion by Kristin Neff. It helped me quite a lot. And I know that this is something that could help you as well. Because after all, we need to not only show compassion to others, but we need that for ourselves. Thanks so much for listening. If you like Coffee with Jenny B and want to know more, connect with Jenny on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. That's Jenny with a G. Until then, all you need is joy and more coffee.